Welcome to the Movie Theater Time Machine Podcast. I'm your announcer, Max. Hey, today we got the movie Citizen Kane from 1941. Written, directed, and starring Orson Welles. Hey, this should be kind of fun, folks. Hey, today our time machine's back up in action, so hey, we should have some good old fun. Let's turn it over to our friends, Kaz and Nick. Hey, thank you very much, Max. I'm Nick. And I'm Kaz. Hey, today we're back. We're back, and we're in the Fifty Nine Media New Studio, and our friend Matt's with us. Say hello. Hey guys, I'm glad to be back. Yeah, actually, very good to have you, man. Very good to have you. Thank you for jumping on in. And uh, today we're reviewing the movie Citizen Kane, and oh man, this should be a really fun one. And our time machine's back up and running, so um, we figured out how to actually fix it. And do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. I sat on it, and it worked again. Yeah, so it's just a matter of really just hitting it the right way, and then, you know what, hit it until it works again. I guess it's the moral of the story, folks. It's like a printer, you know? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. It, just, uh, it was that same thing, like a, just like a copier. All right, so. Oh, just, uh, just so ahead. you know, there's, uh, there is another writer. Oh, there is? Um, yes. That's oh. Let's Who is it? see. It says screenwriter Herman J... Mankiewicz? I don't know how to say that. Oh, and Wells tried to claim sole credit for the screenplay. Mankiewicz, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. just what uh, TCM says. Yeah, cool. All right, so uh, this is a really, really interesting movie. I mean, I think it was one of those that originally I thought I was really going to hate. And I went through the first time, and you know I barely slept at all the night before, so I was watching it. And I'm like, oh man! But we watched it again in preparation for the show, and um, it it grows on me, you like know, a fungus. Yeah, it grows on me, and the more I think about it, I'm like, wow, this is actually quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I I, uh, I had my first watch ever yeah. yesterday. And then I watched it twice again today, just in case I missed any details. And each time I've watched it, you're right, it grows on you more yeah. and more as you watch it. Yeah, it's aw- it's awfully strange when you see that. Maybe this is one of those, like Lid said last episode when we were talking about Casablanca. If you haven't watched it, go, I mean, listen to it, go listen to it. Yeah, go listen to episode 12. It was really, really good. Uh, we're super appreciative of the accommodation Lid and Charlie made for us. And, um, and even the quality came out really good. So, yeah, good job, guys. So, like, for this movie, this introduced a lot of different things. Like, um, Orson Welles, they perfected uh, what's called deep focus. And this is a technique where every object uh, that keeps every object in the foreground and center and the background and simultaneous focus. So this basically creates this big depth where a lot of black and white movies had a two-dimensional world. So which was... So was the close-up part out of focus, or the um, background out of focus, or were they all both? They're both in focus almost at the same time, almost simultaneously. So that's oh. the deep focus. I would think that would make it look flatter. Yeah, D- yeah. Surprisingly, and when I when I first read this, I thought the same thing too, that it would, but apparently it really doesn't, which is really interesting. So um, should we see if this thing actually is running now? If you want to take that chance. Yeah. Just nobody talk about the war. No, 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 please don't. Because whoever comes through is not going to know what's going on. So let me go over. Let's get this set up. 
Well, now that yeah. you're telling me not to, I might be more tempted to do <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, that's the price we pl- pay for comedy. Yeah. Possible destruction of the timeline. Yeah, but, you know, if, hey, if our listeners get a laugh. Ha-cha-cha. Ha-cha-cha. Change history for that. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe we'll get, um, I don't know, some kind of fun new animal or something out of it. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah, true. All right, let's let's actually try to <laughs> see if this works for it here. Um, I'm gonna take a look. No, oh, okay. First part's okay. Who wants to who wants to do it? Oh, can I? Oh, it's, it's been so long. Okay, you okay. do it. Oh. All right, let's see. Let me get this set up. Okay. All right. There's no clouds still. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> All right, let me take a look here. All right, there we go. Hey, look at that one. What do you see? Yeah, there's somebody here that looks kind of weird. I think I see something moving. Yeah, something moving. Something moving. You know what? I'm just going to go for it. Let's see what happens. Okay. Let's turn the light on. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. let's turn the light on. Let's see what happens. God, we actually found the cane in Citizen Kane. Whoa! Dude. Oh. Yeah, eat your heart out, Simpsons. We found it. I'm almost oh. speechless. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. I don't no, 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 no. You're not eating. No, that's all right. It's no. a candy cane. It's yeah. Christmas time. It's okay. They yeah. got it wrong. Yeah, no, we'll be fine. And it's yeah. kind of linty. Why yeah. are you linty, candy cane? Yeah, why are you? Because I was there the whole time. Really? In whose pocket? In whose pocket? Ooh. My very best friend. Who is? Citizen Kane. Oh. So you're friends with Charles Foster Kane? Yes. Everything with Charles Foster Kane. You've been been with him the whole time. You don't have to say all three names. He does. Charles Foster Kane. Every single time. I will definitely say Charles Foster Kane because every time I utter it, I feel a lot more powerful. Really? That's kind of pretentious. No, well, we'll see. Charlie, good old Charlie. <laughs> well, he likes to be called Charlie. At least Does see we are. Yeah. Is it weird that the whole time I was watching this movie, I was thinking of Herman Cain? <laughs> because the writer, one of the writers' name is Herman, and I was just like watching it going, oh, Herman Cain. Like, no, I can right. see that, yeah. <laughs> Herman Cain? He was a pizza maker yes. who ran for okay. president. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> here, I totally forgot about it, but now I'm just what's all I'm picturing. <laughs> I could bring business uh, business ethics. So. Well, that's no sillier than a newspaper, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, that's a very good point, Candy. <laughs> so How did you know my name? Is your name Candy? No. What is it? Candy. Oh. So you're... You're the cane. You're the cane. So you're the cane named Candy. Cause I can. Yes. I like your positive attitude. All right. So, why don't we jump on into this movie? All right. All right. Okay. All right. So. All right. All right. So, in a mansion in Xanadu, which is a vast palatial palace in Florida, which kind of surprised me because I always thought it was a private island. Looking through this. At the beginning of the movie, we have the elder Charles Foster Kane on his deathbed, holding a snow globe 
and utters the words, Rosebud, and dies. In dramatic lighting. Yeah. And very, yeah, the lighting in this whole movie is amazing. So the globe slips from his hand, smashes to the floor, and, and there's now, a, there's, go ahead. Oh, now that scene from The Adventures of Pete and Pete actually makes sense. Except uh, little Pete was like, sick day. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. I remember that episode. We should all talk about references or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. If y'all are, if you're all listening with this one and you have, if you were of our age, all of us are right around 30, um, there's a, um, a great Nickelodeon show. It's called Pete and Pete, The Adventures of Pete and Pete. And, um, yeah, just go find it and just watch it because it's just amazing. Yes, sick. The episode is sick day. Yeah, you? I have some homework tonight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you do. Yeah. You, I don't know what yeah. season. There was only three. Um, uh, it was or? season three. Oh. Yeah, okay. I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to uh, eat an expired can of tapioca pudding. But yes, he he does do the dropping the snow globe thing. Yeah. So if you ever see a, yeah. a smashing snow globe like that, it's probably that. Oh yeah, and there's a lot of re- there's a lot of things in this movie that you've probably seen it thousands of times or probably heard it thousands of times. Um, and this movie itself was based after a famous newspaper man who actually the name William Hurst uh, is actually. Oh, yeah. he's one of those three name people. Yeah. Yeah, who uh, it's loosely based on his life. William Randolph Hearst. That's it. Thank you. You right know, here. not like the reindeer. Not yeah. at all. <laughs> so we have um, a newsreel that tells the story of the life of Kane, and it basically tells the movie in order. Because in this movie, you have the, you have the story of Charles Foster Kane from three different perspectives. And he's a, he's an enormously wealthy newspaper publisher. I thought it was five. Is there five? Um. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, it Is was. Yeah. The butler yeah. was the last one. Oh yeah. Okay. I always forget yeah. about the butler and the uh. The, so yeah, I can buy in there. There's the two old men in the beginning too. Um. And I have it set out actually for five. I should have just read my notes. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, Kane's death becomes sensational news around the world, and these newsreel producer. Uh, their task with finding out why was his last words Rosebud. And by the way, we don't know how anyone knew because the right. nurse wasn't in the room. I don't think anybody was in the room. Yeah. Oh, Rose! Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. I, I noticed that room. too. Yeah. Oh, Candy, you were? Oh, you yes, were? Yes, it was me, and then I hopped out and I told somebody. Now we know. Because they put something on the gravestone. Now the yeah. mystery solved. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, that's I, definitely true. I believe true. the talking piece of candy with yeah. the lint. I certainly <laughs> do myself, too. What, what is Not even wrapped, really. Well, yeah, it's a different time. Um, oh, yeah. We should. Nah. Never mind. This is usually the point where we tell about the time travel thing, but should. Nah. Nah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> nah. We're first time we're doing the time machine. We're not doing that joke anymore. Time machine? Yeah. Oh, shoot. But I thought it was magic. Like. Well, you say it's kind of magic, but, you know, hey, why not? So you're in the world of the year 2017, so the movie was released in 1941. What's what? That? So you have, um, you've been sent over here and you're reviewing the movie with us, since you were there at the time the movie was released, but really we're not going to talk anything more about that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right, so... Thompson, uh, Jerry Thompson, who is the news reporter trying to figure out why, you know, what is Rosebud? He's the guy who interviews everybody. 
interviews uh, Kane's friends and associates. He uh, approaches Kane's second wife, Susan Alexander Kane, who's now an alcoholic who runs her own nightclub. She refuses to talk to him. Uh, Thompson goes into the private archive of the late banker, Walter Parker Thatcher. Is it a library? I think so, yeah. It's definitely one of those weird ones. It just it seemed like there was a giant memorial, or maybe it was like a back-end room in a big? bank or something. It or was like his private library yeah. or something like that. You it, took it like that? That's what it, that's what it sounded yeah. like. Yeah. Okay. No, his right. diary was in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Most we'll say, yeah. Okay. So uh yeah, through uh through the the Thatcher's written memoirs, uh Thompson learns that Kane's childhood began in uh poverty, Colorado. Now Is that the name of the place? Uh no, well it began in poverty in Colorado, oh. excuse okay. me. Okay. So um and that, that be yeah. an ironic name. <laughs> place so poor they named it after what it is. Poverty. <laughs> <laughs> so in the year 1871 after a gold mine was discovered uh, on her property Kane's mother Mary Kane sends Charles away to live with Thatcher so he would be properly educated now this was one actually you said this why the hell who would do this to say okay we got a lot of money son you're gonna go live with the bank Uh, was it a different time? Why? Well, if you notice, the father was talking about thrashing him. Yeah. He was about to go. So That's another side of it, though. Yeah. Yeah. The, that's yeah. the mother said, so yeah. keep him away from you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah that's with, what I was thinking with it. Yeah. Yeah. Where we saw that, but I'm like, okay, he's going to go. She's like, we got a lot of money, so just send the kid away. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Um, Very free. Yeah. <laughs> so while Thatcher uh, and Charles' dis- uh, parents discussed the arrangements inside, uh, we? the young Kane plays happily with a sled in the snow outside of his par- uh, the uh, boarding house and protests being sent to live with Thatcher. Then he hits him. Yeah. With the sled. Yeah. And the other guy's like, what, sleds aren't for hitting people? Yeah, that was one of those, <laughs> actually. Yeah. Oh, boy, why you do this? Like, he almost had, like, a little bit of a British accent. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Yeah, kind of, yeah. True. <laughs> true, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, true. So years later, after gaining full control of the trust that they left at the age of 25... Kane enters a newspaper business and embarks on the career of yellow journalism. <laughs> and yellow journalism just really saying anything and really trying to get as many papers as you can to be sold. So he takes full control of the New York Inquirer. And my God, just I love it. totally lo- sounds reputable, yeah, doesn't it? Right. <laughs> I loved that scene. Does, does he talk about Bat Boy at all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just he walks in there and he's like, uh, he tells the editor in chief, he's like, I'm going to live in your office until I feel like I want to move from now on. And they, he just totally railroads this one dude. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. it's going to be 24 hour yeah. news cycle. Well, that's the problem here. We're going to do this 24 hours a day. And he just completely. It, didn't this seem like today? Like it, yeah. it, it has. <laughs> there are a lot of yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like. Oh, a, there's a ton. Yeah. That it was almost like a modern day. Yeah. Thinking with the news. Right. Yeah. With the twenty, like we're gonna run twenty four hours instead of running the twelve hours that yeah. uh, he was talking about. The person yeah. he was speaking with. Yeah, and you assume right there that this is the turn of the century. 
right? So um, yeah, not quite, but yeah, around. Yeah, there. so if it's if it's eighteen seventy one, you know, right around the end of the Civil War, eighteen ninety six. Yeah, so yeah, right, right around there. Yeah, so uh, you think it'd be right around the turn of the century when he really starts to get big and uh, candy. What? What did you think when you first walked into the Inquirer? I didn't walk at all. Huh. Oh. I didn't see anything because it was dark and sweaty, but I can tell you because it was sweaty, he was slightly nervous. Oh, and just yeah. And it very well. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, well, no, I could agree with that. So uh, after the stark market crash, and um, this is a point we want to be able to make, um, if you've seen the movie Pulp Fiction how everything is sort of out of order. In the, well, it is. It's out of order in that movie. This is similar to what's going on. So we're going to jump back and forth through time while explaining this movie and reviewing it. So just please bear with us, at least so we know that. So In case you were confused, it was that handy-dandy newsreel section beforehand yeah, where right. some news guy just kind of screams at you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that took us out of the moment that for was a bit. Yeah. Order. yeah. Yeah, so I think that was set up for that time, but it definitely had an influence on Pulp Fiction. So, Kane ends up, when the stock market crash, is forced to sell controlling interest back to Thatcher, uh, of the newspaper to Thatcher, the man who raised him, his former legal guardian. And back in the present, Thompson interviews Kane as personal business manager, Who's now the uh, basically the chairman of the board of Kane all of Kane's industry, and uh, he recalls how Kane met the uh, the best uh, the best journalist uh, that built with the Enquirer circulation, and this was probably my favorite scene. I don't know how we poached them. Yeah, lots of money, I guess. Pretty much, yeah. So it took they. Um, he takes his two top men over to see the Chronicle, and the Chronicle has. A humongous circulation compared to what they had. They had a little under thirty thousand. Uh, twenty-six thousand. Okay, uh, twenty-six thousand papers, uh, you know, per day in New York, and the Chronicle had almost half a million. I believe it was forty four hundred fifty thousand. I think it was four ninety-six. Four sixty-three. Okay, so it was it was close to a half million. <laughs> So he said, well, you're not going to be able to do this. It's good. It, it took them, you know, 20 years to build this force. And I love this part where they zoom in on the picture. And then he walks in and it's just, it changes scenes. So, well, six years ago, I looked at a picture and I, I love this line. Six years ago, I was like a kid in a candy store. Now I got my candy. It took them six years to get those guys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. it yeah. was just so rapid fire. It looked like, yeah. hey, come over here. Okay. Yeah, but I love it that he had them in the exact same pose with the exact same clothes. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. Like, And it got to the point where I'm thinking in my mind, I could follow this guy mm-hmm. if he was a boss. I'm like, wow, like this is legit. Like I thought that was such a neat one. But then we see something where... He mentions about Kane. Uh, Kane mentions he declared war on Spain, and this was something. It took a little bit to you know dig and figure this out, but basically, uh, there was a lot of newspapers, and this was a legit story that there's the Spanish-American War uh, that isn't really talked about too much, but it's uh, basically the um, the war over Cuba 
and Cuban independence, which uh, Teddy Roosevelt was played a big part of. And a lot, a lot of people really didn't want it, but the, uh, the president and the government relied on the newspapers to help turn opinion around. And that was gen- that was generally a really true story that that uh, actually happened. That so that just never goes on anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Very so. similar to what happens today. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so there is a lot of it. He ends up uh, marrying the president's niece, who was Emily Norton, and I'm um, trying to remember. I think it's uh, James Monroe. I think is the uh, the president that she's related to because they um, refer to him as Uncle John. John James and Joe? stuff, so Uncle, I yeah. I thought it was Uncle Joe. I don't know. Yeah, Uncle John. I think when they had that big long table scene that everybody has seen. She was one of the dancers at the party. Yeah. You mentioned the party. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. That was yeah. The the party was just weird. <laughs> yeah, there was like ice sculpture heads of his two kind of sort of buddies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, Hollywood Jed. And um, yeah, I noticed this, yeah. Le- Leland and... Yeah, um, yeah Je- Jedediah Leland and um, that other uh, the, guy. the business manager. Hang on. The, you know, we're prepared today, folks. <laughs> uh, Bernstein. Yeah. The statues of them? Yeah. The, yeah. Like ice sculptures. Yeah, right behind. behind yeah, behind them. Behind, one of the cigars sticking out. Behind Bernstein, there were two, uh, there were two things there. You know, it was... Six hundred thousand two hundred forty-two. <laughs> uh, that was really, really, really weird. So, um, where did you guys think about that party? I mean, that, that was something that was probably parodied on The Simpsons, wasn't it? I don't know. I I don't. I think there was it. a Monty Burns one. I seem to remember that, but it was an episode called Rosebud. That's the one with Bobo. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was awesome. That was great. There might be a clue in there. Yeah. Yeah. There <laughs> could be. Yeah. It could be, hey, Candy. What? What did you think? It was awful loud and sweaty. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, wow. I didn't see a thing because I was in his pocket. How often were you in his pocket? Sorry, it's hard to talk sometimes because I don't got a tongue. Oh, that's okay. We can we can understand you perfectly fine, and the listeners can as well. You don't, don't need worry. a tongue when you know somebody else will give you one. No. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, that makes an excellent point, right there. Yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. But, but we don't talk about that. Oh, okay. But it's a secret. So you were always in his pocket. Usually, I don't think he wanted anyone to see me because I was so full of of dust. And lint. So, what about times when he took you out of his pocket? Oh, that's a secret. Oh, well, you're amongst friends. Don't worry, you can tell us. No yeah. one will no hear this. Okay, get really close. Okay. All right. Really close. Yes, okay. Closer. Closer until okay. you can smell me. Okay, I'm can with you, you. Can you smell me? Yeah, we can. Yep. Okay. Um. You like the taste of lint. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. So I wasn't always linty, just mostly linty. Oh, I see. Everybody has different tastes. Yeah. So the taste of Charles Foster Kane, now we know. Lint and peppermint. Nice. Is that why old folks always smell like that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's not nice to the old people. Uh, I don't know. They don't know internet. 
but <laughs> anyway, so back to yeah. No, some of them do. Some of them are cool, but anyway, so well, I don't know. But so uh, Thompson, uh, the reporter, uh, then interviews his estranged best friend Jedediah Lidlin, who is in a retirement home. And oh my God, I want to hang out with this guy. He kind of has a creepy looking. Oh, that must be the makeup because his yeah. face looked kind of plasticky. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They did a great job with these people. Yeah. I mean, they show like they show them in three different stages of life, and I mean, it, and I was like, are these was, different actors? Yeah. Yeah, you can just see time going by. That was amazing. And I yeah, I was looking it up, and there was some article that mentioned something about fish skin to make Wells look uh, younger or something. Are you serious, really? I think mm. that was probably maybe. Wow. I don't know if that was Damn. mental floss or TCM. I don't know. I think it was the mental floss one because uh, I found that article too. So he was yeah, already 25, said, yeah. so, but I guess he wanted to look younger. Wow. That, that, I wow, have no cool. idea what yeah. what you would do with fish skin, like glue yeah. it. Yeah. But it, it sure look dumb. Yeah, no, dumb candy, you're definitely right. Yeah. So. Break your skin with the scales. Yeah. Ow. Yeah. Well, in some ways, well, I don't know. So, um, if you can scale that life, I don't care. Hey. Um, so, uh, Jed, I'm just going to call him Jed because I don't really feel like calling him by his last name. Uh, Jed recalls how Kane's marriage to Emily, which was his first marriage, uh, disintegrated uh, more and more over the years. And the affair that he had with a singer, Susan Alexander, while he was. Singer. Singer, oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. It was always in quotes. Singer, yeah. As an affair with a singer. We've, did you talk about the kitchen table scenes? Uh, no, but oh, no. Yeah, um, yeah. Kane and his wife they show the rift through uh, breakfast or meal scenes yeah. at a table, which was the only time they ever saw each other. Yeah, and then yeah. she starts complaining about him spending too much time in his newspaper. Yeah. Oh, why did you spend so much time? Why did you have to go? You said you'd only be there for a few moments. I had to do what I had to do, honey. And then the last yeah. scene, they're just not bothered yeah. to talk. It yeah, reminded me of that he, scene from The Artist. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, that's a great movie. And mm. here, but the, um, so they have this, they have this back and forth, and, you know, again, any, if you. The meeting, too. Oh, we're uh, the, missing? The quote singer. Uh, oh. She, she was, was she high? I, I think so. Like, well, I mean, she had a toothache, so yeah, I think what. What might have happened? I think she might have had some sort of an opioid to try to get it to try to calm it down. Because she was just laughing and laughing yeah, just at giggling him and just for, you know. What, did he You're step so in a mud funny. puddle? Really? Yeah, yeah, my, yeah. My the reason why I thought she was doing it was to get his attention. No, because like notice her toothache just magically goes away. Yeah, mm. yeah, wrong. true. Oh, that's all gone now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it, so you kind of it kind of leaves it open, which was kind of interesting, but you know, so she did claim that she didn't know who he was. Yeah, which uh, no, it's understandable. I think but he liked that. Yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah, yeah, but I would agree with that. Yeah. Um. So there's an affair. He's running for governor of New York, which was then the big fame scene, and everybody has seen a parody of this where a guy's giving a speech. <laughs> And there's a giant poster of him in the back. Simpsons did yeah, it. Yeah, Monty Burns, yeah. Monty Burns did it. It was a perfect, perfect, perfect scene. I'm like, oh, that's where that's from. I want to know if they had a, where they get printers that big. Yeah, yeah. 
think they got that idea from dictators. Did but dictators do it first? No. Or, or were they, they more about dictator the dude or oh, like, oh, oh, I see where you're going. Yeah, you know how like the dictators yeah. would always have like, yeah. um, like Mao Zedong. He he always had a picture of himself behind him. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. that's a damn good point, Matt. That's a, that's a damn good point. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I oh. thought those were more like framed rather yeah. than a poster, but yeah. So this I can m- see that. yeah. So this movie unravels a lot of questions, really, and. Uh, let's see. So uh, both his wife and his political opponent discover the affair, and then there's a public scandal, and um, it's written in the newspaper. You know, uh, Kane marry uh, has an affair with a quote unquote singer. The whole thing, about the whole uh, point yeah. of that scene was uh, his wife sent their kid away, um, and then she wanted to go to go check to see to the address to see if it was true about the singer because right. uh, he was going to oppose like some crime boss guy who was right. mayor I guess B- was governor Bo- oh boss yeah some s- yeah wh- boss John Gacy and so yeah uh, they got to the house and she did see that that guy was there waiting and he he had basically forced uh, the singer to write threatening notes i guess yeah to informing his wife yeah and he could kane could either drop out of the race or have that story printed and i think the singer was like do you want your boy to read about you that way and stuff and then he's just like i will i'll the only one person who's gonna tell me what to do is me right i'm charles foster kane and there's a lot of that theme in this movie where he basically um he tries to go ahead and control things that he cannot control. He tried to control the paper business, and it ultimately ended up, you know, ended up failing. He ended up selling. He got his money. Is he that the depression? Yeah. Thing? Yeah, the depression ended up killing it. Um, you know, where they had radio networks that everything, and then, you know, as it said in the newsreel, it started to go ahead and calm it down. Um, and then he had to sell off a lot of things in order to keep it, but then he built Xanadu, um, which we'll get to in a moment. But he, um, after all that, he uh, basically isolated everything, so he just he kept himself closed off from the world. Nobody would really pay attention to him, so that's where he tried to build his own world where people were paying attention to him. And Candy. So what was it like when you um, first moved to Xanadu? Like, was there much there? There was a lot of space, and if you googled really loud, you could hear an echo. Yeah. A lot of echoes. Yeah, and we saw that a lot yes. in the movie, too, Matt. What would you think? What amazed me yeah. about Xanadu was in the beginning when they were talking on the newsreel and they were yeah. saying that they don't even know how much it's worth. Right. There's so much things in there, I all the yeah. animals and. I think somebody at the that. end said had an estimate or just said millions. Yeah. I was kind of half expecting somebody to say nothing. It's worth yeah. nothing. The, that I would expect. Because that's kind of yeah. the theme. Dun, that dun, dun, yeah. That, uh, that it's worth nothing. Well, like, it's all just shit. It's all junk. No, no, I didn't mean that. I <laughs> oh. meant um, because it, uh, early on when he was 25 and procuring the newspaper, um, the guy from the bank, he was, warning, he was warning him about, oh, you're going to lose a million dollars a year. And he's yeah. all like... Oh, then I could just keep it running for, what, 60 years. Yeah, I'll lose a million this year, and I'll have to close the place 60 years from now. 
and yeah, yeah. I don't know how much that is in old timey money, but I mean now money. But uh, it basically some and then somebody said, oh yeah, he just doesn't care about money means nothing to him. Yeah, it's something like ten point six billion, I think. Just rough estimates in my mind. It's definitely in the way in the billion category. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's certainly. Um, so money means nothing to him, and he just he just wants mommy's love. Yeah, yeah, and that's one of the big. I think the big theme of this movie is that he's trying to be able to build something like all this life he can't control. He can't control anything. He was sent away. Uh, you know, nobody asked him to be. He had his trust. Nobody asked. Nobody asked him if he wanted any of it. And even the part where he he got his trust, he he had control of it. He's like, okay, oil rigs, all this other stuff, islands. I guess none of this interests me. Yeah, I guess yeah. that was the bank's suggestion. Yeah, and the only yeah. one he liked was the newspaper yeah. because well, it would be fun. Yeah, because it's fun. Okay, this uh, this is you're going to put this in foreclosure. Why don't I take it over and try it? What the hell? And yeah, at this mm-hmm. point, yeah, he didn't care about money itself. Um, but we're we're so so that's a that's how you can sum up the movie. Money yeah. can't buy you love. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Paul. Uh, <laughs> so that there's a lot of admirable qualities and also a lot of unadmirable qualities. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, very, very much so. Yeah. There's a lot. Then again, there's a lot oh. of parallels to today too. Uh, Candy, can I ask you um, when are you from? Growing up, I mean, with um, with him in, with you in his pocket, I mean, what was it like when you know in in school or anything like that? One time he poked somebody with me as a prank. Oh, jeez! Thought it was funny, and that's how he got kicked out of college. Oh well, yeah, just one of many. Yeah, was it Yale poking. or Harvard or one of those? Uh, well, they, they all kind of blurred together. Did it smell snooty? Yeah. Okay. And like pickles. So. so. Uh, Yale. I, I, yeah. I don't have a nose. Probably uh, Yale. Oh, uh, okay. So yeah. <laughs> I'm just kind of <laughs> guessing. Well, no, it's all right. It's fine. It's just I'm just all, uh, you know, it's not often you get to talk to the cane from Citizen Kane. He practiced kissing on me. Oh Lord, no, oh, man. I wasn't very good there. No. I'm just with no lips, it wouldn't work out. Yeah, no. I can't imagine that. So, where were we with the... uh, So, after the affair, he ends up marrying Susan, and this was another part of his control. Oh, and no mention of his first wife and kid dying in a car wreck. That was just mentioned in passing in the... the, uh, Yeah, that's that's true, yeah. And that had to scar him a lot, but he... Or maybe he didn't care, we don't know. Maybe he was relieved. yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, that sounds horrible. But yeah, maybe. yeah, it's yeah, it's hard to it's weird to laugh at that, but it's just the realization is it's not funny either. But yeah, you're, yeah, maybe. Um, so we have that. So he forces Susan, his new wife, to begin opera because yeah, she mentioned having wanted to sing or working in a music store. Yeah. And it's like, okay, do that. And it just seems very, very, very weird. Like, because it, it didn't seem too much, but I don't know. I seem to think this is probably one of his more admirable qualities, but also an, an unadmirable quality at the same time. Because I think the reason why he's doing this is because he's trying to make her happy. Yeah. But what he doesn't realize, what we'll get to find out 
later is that she's not happy with it. Yeah. No, oh, definitely. No, I she's think not. It was yeah. uh, Leland who said that he doesn't just do things for people. He d- he always has something to prove. Yeah. And I guess it was to prove that she wasn't the quote unquote singer. Yeah. Yeah. Or try to uh, make her into a real singer. Yeah. Well, he ent- she entertained him in the beginning, you know, yeah, back when he was married piano. to his first wife and he just sat there and enjoyed himself and listened to her and they thought the whole maybe thought the whole world needed to hear her. But no, who knows? I don't know. But um, so in the present, you know, now Susan's talking to Thompson. They're talking about the failed opera career, which I didn't think she was that bad of a singer. But you it's know, hard to tell with opera. Yeah, it's all the same to me. I mean, I'm, <laughs> but you know, yeah, I was like, oh, that sounds it sounds all right, I guess. Like, yeah. <laughs> at some points, I could hear it wobbling a little, but at first, I was like, Ugh. Well, yeah, she's not bad. Uh, yeah. I don't yeah. Know. But the um, Kane, you know, has her singing with people and, you know, pays her a teacher $100 an hour. And he always yells tried, at her, the yeah, teacher. The teacher was Borat. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. <laughs> oh, yes, you got those singing. You sing that. You don't sing long. You sing, ah. It, it's Borat. <laughs> it, it's, it's Borat. <laughs> oh, my. That's where I'm getting the recognition <laughs> from. I'm like, he looks like. A movie that I've watched before that's not this movie. <laughs> it's Borat. It's <laughs> a movie that probably doesn't hold up. But, eh, who knows? But the. Um, so Maybe it's the Citizen Kane of prank films. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's true. It might be. Yeah. Um, as long as it wasn't Bruno. Yeah. Oh, no. Did, did we mention <laughs> no. that he lost the election? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. He. Yeah, he did. I, I thought it, I thought they he print- dropped out of it. Uh, they they printed it in the newspapers. Oh, oh, yes. he was in the office at at one point, and there was all the ticker tape. Oh, there was yeah. a guy sweeping it. On yeah, the street and the posters and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and they were they were taking it down. Yeah. They also published the newspaper that said that it was voter fraud. Yeah. Um, as the headline too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that was his his newspaper that said it too. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It was yeah that it was rigged. I'm not saying that one, but the, uh, so with Susan having the conversation, you know, she tells a story about how he tried to control everything and how he tried to anticipate everything, but the only thing that she made the decision was the time when she left him. And after years of being dominated when living in isolated Xanadu, where you could really feel the isolation, especially in the second pass when I watched this movie where she's doing the jigsaw puzzles. In front of the like, giant creepy fireplace. Oh, that, no, that was kind of cool, actually. Um, Might have been a Scarface. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, I can the see that. House. Yeah. yeah, I could see that, but this, it's the, the echoes in there. It's like, oh, I thought we'd go have a picnic, Susan. And Why? When when people can have all that each one has their own room. Yeah. This scene made me think that um, he was going nuts. Because, mm. like, he just says it. I agree with you. And then yeah. she, she says, like, why? And then all, he just completely ignores her question and just goes, I thought we would go out for a picnic. Like, like nothing happened. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I, I like, guess there were guests staying there. Yeah. But she well, didn't see them. We invited so 50 of your friends. And I, I think maybe, like, you know, the 50 friends might have been something like, 
you always hear something, you know, within uh, like any time an administration where the presidency goes from one to the other, like in the Bush years, the second one, not the first one. There was some story I read that, you know, they're trying to introduce uh, George Bush was trying to introduce his wife, Laura, to a bunch of people like, oh, there's all these friends, but they're friends because he's the president and she's the first lady. So I always right. drew that, that that yes. was maybe a bunch of just people who just wanted to see Xanadu and just stayed. Oh, you have new friends now. Like like Great Gatsby yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah almost. Yeah, yeah. Same deal. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. And yeah, that's that's one actually there's a parallel too because you mentioned something last night and I want to remember about who would re- who would uh, redo this. Oh, if who, who would be a great choice? Yeah. Let, let's not do it. Let's save it for the end. Okay. But you're here, but it's actually perfect. I started to Google that. Yeah. Some, um, apparently, I'm not the only one to notice. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a perfect but. choice, yeah. So after years of being dominant, Susan leaves Kane. What about the... Um, oh, did I miss something? The thing with the opera, is that when she tried to kill herself? Yeah, or, yeah. He so, used his newspaper to promote... He built an opera house for her. Right. And then... Um, oh, that's how he fell out with his friend or whatever, Leland. The Jed. Yeah. Um, because he was the drama columnist, and so there were two reviews in the paper. One, I'm not sure what the purpose of it was, but then they were looking for Leland, who totally looks like he had dried ramen on his head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he fell asleep at drunk at his typewriter, yeah. and uh, he was in the middle of uh, writing, writing a, a terrible review, a scathing review of yeah. how bad she was. Yeah. And then Kane pulls it out, and he. And he starts typing it, and he's like, and um, Bernstein's like, what are you doing? And he's saying, I'm finishing the review. And so he finished the bad review. And then fired him. And Yeah. And yeah. he said to, so people would know he was telling the truth about his yeah. paper, I guess. Yeah. And Candy, Candy, I want to ask you, what did you, um, what did you think about that? Like, did you notice maybe that he was maybe a lot cooler or he already made that decision at that point? I think he knew. Yeah, that Jed knew, or that uh, Charlie knew. Yeah, yeah. But that was okay because they would get more attention. Yeah. The well. Yeah, yeah, I see. And so he busted around the country, I guess, or all his papers in various cities started yeah. running headlines about her big shows at different places. Yeah. And I think as it went, as that uh, the opera thing went on, I mean, I was kind of confused because it's like, well, hey, I don't watch a lot of opera, so it didn't really seem that bad. <laughs> and yeah. you know, yeah. as it went on, she's doing this thing, and then the audience didn't really seem to be too bothered by it. Like, yeah, the first time you do any show, it's not going to be that great. There was a guy blowing papers. He was so yeah. Bold. That was Jed. Oh, that was Jed that did that. Yeah. Yeah, and then the Simpsons Bart did that same thing. Wasn't he ripping up the twenty five thousand dollar check that he got? Yeah, from uh, yeah Kane for firing yeah. him. He did send that back. Yeah, he once sent. He was fired. He sent the check back, but also one of the things he sent back was the proclamation that he did. That's one part that I forgot to talk about. With the uh, at the very beginning when he started this paper, he wrote this proclamation of how he would deliver news to the people. And how he would be a quality person. And every time, one of the great things is when he really makes, like, he makes this proclamation and you know he's not going to keep it. 
the his face is totally blacked out. Hmm. Yeah. Was that one of the times where I didn't catch that? Yeah. The creepy glinting eyes in the darkness of the shadows. That was one, yes. But at the very beginning, when he's twenty five and he's like, "We're gonna do this. We're gonna write a really quality paper. I'm gonna deliver great things, and I'm always gonna look out for the people of the people of this great city," which pretty much is New York. Um, and then he sees this, but when he makes that, his face is totally blacked out, and then you know it's you know he's not speaking entirely in truth, which is quite no. which is always quite interesting. Yeah. Um, so where were we? So yeah, we got that, and then oh, she tried to kill herself. I think. Yeah, yes. yeah. She she didn't want to do it anymore. So she was all gross and sweaty, lying in bed, and I think there was a spoon and something. I don't know. It seemed yeah. like it was hinting she'd taken some medicine. Yeah, I, yeah. I still think that you know at that that point, you know, a lot of uh, there was a lot of drug laws that were not on the books yet, and you could still purchase heroin from the Sears catalog. Oh, what year was that though? Was it? It, would, it had to be some, no, 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 it had to be way back. It had to be somewhere right around the turn of the century. I'd say just after World War One, but before the, yeah, uh, you know. I think it was illegal by, I don't know, 1915 or something? I'm, I'm not yeah, sure. I don't know I why I think that. it was just before, because it did look like heroin to me, mm-hmm. but who knows, you know. I don't know, some kind yeah, of medicine. But she definitely tried to go ahead and kill herself, and, you know, she's like, I just really I can't do the singing anymore. I can't do it. But, you know, the singing itself, it didn't really seem to be so bad. Mm. You know, like, the people seem to enjoy it. Obviously, he's milking, and he's, you know, having them write really good reviews so people would go see her, and then they'd make the money on that. But she obviously isn't happy. You know, there's a great... Uh, she got mad at him, saying, yeah. "How do you call this guy your friend?" Referring yeah. to Leland, Leland's yeah. um, uh, review. Yeah. Did he continue to have reviews in the paper? I think he did. Yeah. He or somewhere fired? he had, yeah he he or did. Was rev- it just that first one she was talking about? Well, he yeah he did reviews uh, he did reviews later. I think he mentioned that. I mean, after he got fired. Yeah. That kind of review, though, it's the kind of review that occur- makes you curl up in a ball and cry, though. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very yeah, strongly worded. True, yeah, <laughs> true. So, um, you know, Susan... Big Susa- giant room. Yeah, Susan leaves in this this room, which is almost like a dollhouse. There are cute little animals painted yeah. in the rafters. Yeah, and... Um, I read this, and this is an article posted on our social media. It's on Facebook that um, they did that, and the, Susan leaves, and basically Kane destroys the room. Yeah. And she almost considers going back when he says, we're going to do everything your way now, but then he pleads with her, and he says, you can't do this to me, and then she's like, then her face So it's chair. about you. Red flag. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so it's about you. I understand now. I get it. I'm like, oh, my God, okay. <laughs> Even Leland earlier in the movie said, I think it was him that said that Kane doesn't seem to care about anybody but Kane. Right. Kane loves only Kane. Right, yeah. Well, he found, yeah, did he marry her for love? I love, I don't know what love is, you know. Um, but the uh, there's, a, there's a scene where he destroys the room completely. And I couldn't help but think, you know, the Tommy Wiseau's the room that he <laughs> took some inspiration from this where he's trying to do almost everything. But that entire thing was done in one take. And Orson Welles said years later that his hand was bleeding at the very end. 
and they just said, just go with it. Like, he obviously couldn't replicate that. Yeah, it looked real. Yeah, it was Which, one it shot. Was. It was, yeah, it was <laughs> one shot. So I thought that was really cool. His bald head was super creepy. Yeah. Were like, we're, it's <laughs> like his ears were pushed. Yeah, he looked almost. Al- he, and, and his th- eyes were like black and glittering. But I think that's kind of what they were going for. Because now that I think of it, it's almost like he was alien because he isolated himself. He didn't have anything to do with the world anymore. But I thought back then aliens were usually like, I don't know, clunky can robots. Yeah. Or maybe. Space yeah. monsters rather than the little gray guys. Well, this movie can be re- you know interpreted a lot too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess they kind of put both of those together. Yeah, the true. Hey, Candy, what did you think at the um, at the you know the very end towards the end? How was he? He almost snapped me in half. Oh no! With all that that ripping stuff. Yeah. Was oh, he stressed out? Glad you're okay. Well, we saw him breaking things. Oh yeah, yeah true. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Very true. But then he popped me and felt a little better, I think. Oh, wow. Well, at least you were with him the entire time. But I didn't have any lint. No mm. lint on me. No, wow. He was very upset, so then he got hungry and looked at the snow globe. Yeah. Wanting to eat it. Yeah, he looked at the snow globe, and then he just calmly just calms down, obviously. Rosebud. And all, all his staff is looking at him, and he says, Rosebud. And here, and like he's almost in a trance, and then he starts walking away. There's a little house in the snow globe, so yeah. it's obviously a callback to his childhood. Yeah, and I think that was the only thing that he can control, because it was the only point of happiness in his life that he was completely carefree. Well, other... Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, at this point, I was think I, I thought he was going to, like, break down. Like, yeah. Crying. I thought he was going to be like, Rosebud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. And, um... Uh, well, the other characters did say he must have lost something or tried really hard to get something that he and couldn't. Right. I mean, every anything like material came easy to him, but not love. Yeah. And he wanted love from like, you know, an audience or Everybody. something. Yeah, from any yeah anywhere anything. And even when he started collecting the statues, uh, you know, and it, you know. People who can't move or voice a, a dissenting opinion. Yeah, yeah. So just you count them as people. And back at Xanadu after the death, um, you know, Kane's belongings are discarded and are cataloged, and they try to just go through it. And I love the shot where they go through all the stuff. And I almost thought, I'm like, is that a helicopter shot of New York? No, that's <laughs> just his stuff. <laughs> so. And they look as the film ends, the camera reveals as they start throwing away. They're like, well, what is, you know, what is this last word? I guess we'll never know. But they throw some of the belongings that were junk into the furnace. And then we see what it was here. So can I see this one? Yes. You were supposed to earlier. I know. I forgot. I'm sorry. Aww. It was a sled. Spoiler. God, it was a sled. How can you not know this? That was awesome. It was? Yeah. Yeah, so it was good to go back to the child and that one thing that he forgot, that one thing that he left when he left and he went there and it got built up in the snow. That was cool. Oh, yeah. He, um, at a, a while, when he met Susan, I think yeah. he said he was going to go pick up some of his mom's stuff that had been put in storage after she died. Yeah. Because there was a picture of her there, too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you always wanted to go back to that. And I think we always want to go back to that time, you know, back to something in our youth. 
Well, that's when he had his mom's love. Yeah. And he never really got other people's. Or yeah. he just couldn't open up. Yeah, well, he, he got <laughs> love based on his position. What also makes him relatable, too. Yeah. The fact that he has that memory coming back to him from when he was young. Right. He has that memory, so that's what makes him relatable in yeah. the story. Yeah, and the... um. We see that the junk and the sled is burned in the furnace, and that's the last close-up shot. So uh, that's really the movie itself, and it's one that really it it I wanted to not like this movie. I probably said this earlier, but it grows on me. Yeah, it grow it grows on me the more that I reminisce on it, and I can totally understand why people like this. Hey, Candy. Yeah. Thanks for being here. <laughs> Thank you, Candy. Yeah. We're both spreading some love. Yeah. Well, at this point, we've got to go ahead and bring you back. Oh, but so. I have no one to go back to. Oh. Unless you send me further back. But that. Oh. Actually, you know what? We can do that. Let's change the coordinates a little bit. And now with this new update, we can put you back. Where would you want to go? Well, back to the childhood. I'll put you right in that frozen moment in time just before he goes away. Well, well, what, if I, what if I get lost in the snow? Nah. I we'll don't you, get lost in the snow. I could put you right back in his pocket. But what about the original me? Now, well, you'll just go ahead and replace it so you'll come right back to where you were and basically will be like that original you. Well, definitely happened, but you'll carry all the memories of what's here, but you'll just stay in that time loop. Then I'll tell him not to um, go on the train. Yes. Yeah. I'll warn him, and then it'll never happen. Are we going to destroy the present? No. It's the... Uh, yeah. It's not your life. I care. I like the present. Yeah. I don't live in it. You push the button. You push the button now. Okay. Okay. Well, it's been it's been a pleasure talk. It's been a pleasure talking to you, really. Oops. Bye, Candy. Sorry, I I got hungry. Uh. Oh. Oh well. Oops. Did you did you eat candy? I kind of crunched it pretty hard. Oh well, there's. Well, the timeline uh, will be preserved. Yeah, so. yeah, so it's good fun. Okay. Yay, well, so, that works. Okay. you know, All we'll right. have uh, wars and, yeah. and, and uh, yeah. things yeah. will continue the way they have. Yeah. Well, we're still speaking English, so that's a good sign. Well, yeah. We're not speaking British, so that's a better sign. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <Wibbly> friends. Wibbly-wobbly. <laughs> that's British, right? Wibbly-wobbly, yeah. tiny right. wimey. So that's Hopefully. yeah, that's the movie, and that's what we have. So, uh, any other thoughts, guys? Or? Oh, um, I did, but now I feel kind of on the spot. Uh, huh. Well, I don't. Okay, I I'll can see why. Um, okay. It's not a movie for everybody, and yeah. only some pretentious jerk on the internet would be like oh if you hate this movie you're a dumb <laughs> dummy head <laughs> who just doesn't get it i mean no don't do that that's stupid i hate coffee i hate wine um and i didn't like 2001 space odyssey and god forbid you say that on the internet or a bunch of people say you're too dumb to understand <laughs> so don't do that to anyone who says they don't like citizen kane yeah. I, i'm not gonna say it's the best movie ever 
but it it was yeah something about it stayed with me and i think that that well if you like a character study i think you'd find it interesting um if you have an interest in history because apparently a lot of modern filming like shots and stuff yeah things that we take for granted now were um, was invented at that point or, through this or film, just yeah. New because yeah. there was apparently German expressionism. Um, they had some wack- wacky camera angles too. Yeah. But um, so so there is the historical interest, and I will say that the lighting and the angles and stuff they hold up. But um, there, yeah, I, uh, I, I, f- I feel like. I'm not sure how to say it without getting like political and stuff, but I think any era can will probably have a figure that the, they'll Every, see yeah. in Kane. Yeah, every era has a citizen Kane, and for those of us in 2017, I think you know exactly where we're going there. <laughs> yeah. I will build a wall. Yeah, <laughs> but don't build the wall around your heart. No, don't do that. No, or or underwater. It's not a good idea. Matt, any other thoughts? Or? Um, I will say this. With movies that I watch, yeah, it's one of two things for me. It's either I'm going to like it, or I'm, and it's going to hold my interest, or I'm probably not going to like it at all. Right. And I will say with, what this movie does with me is it holds my interest throughout yeah. the entire thing because there's always something keeping you in suspense. And I'd say that's what the movie does pretty well. Yeah. Um, and I like how even though um, Charles Foster Kane is uh, cold at times, he's still very relatable in some moments, too. Yeah. Which still, henceforth, holds that interest. Yeah. And there's some point I agree with you. There's some points, too, where Charles Foster Kane sounds a lot like Kelsey Grammer. Yes! Kel- <laughs> yeah! <laughs> okay. It's just the scene where you know the uh, the the teacher wants to quit teaching uh, teaching his wife, and you're just like, no, really, he wants to do that. And I just all I could picture is like, well, no, that's what do you think? And uh, if anybody does watch Frasier, you'll get exactly what I mean with that. But that's just a very poorly written joke. But I didn't write it; I just said it. I uh, think people. I wonder. if Part of the appeal is um, it feels good to pity the rich. Yeah. Because, um, well, there's a couple of things. Uh, one, he is kind of a selfish jerk with it sometimes, so we kind of like seeing a karmic price. Mm. Because without a karmic price, what good, do, I don't know, morals or rewards or punishments? It's just all chaos. Right. And, uh, I mean, if he'd been a super awesome philanthropist the whole time, then I don't think we would need that karmic yeah. retribution that we would want to maybe believe in. Then honestly, would we even be talking about this movie if that was the case? Well, I don't know. There's the camera angles. Probably more like a nursery rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there are... Oh, the other thing is... Yeah, I mean, uh, he is kind of a distant figure, but I still feel like he's kind of humanized in a yeah. way. And maybe people like that because they can imagine perhaps um, they could have good fortune and yeah. come into something themselves. Then also, if we got in that position, like, okay, I wouldn't be this type of a person. Yeah. Yeah. The, just something like a, like a guidepost warning or something. It, it is like a, a, a tragedy. Yeah. Um, and 
it's not like a real plot heavy kind of thing, more of a character study. Yeah. So if you like that, you might like it. If not, you might find it boring because some people find it boring. Yeah. But you know what? That's okay. Yeah. No, no, definitely. Some points I just looked into the movie and I was just like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> no. <laughs> not that. Anything yeah. about that. Oh, and if they ever re- <laughs> remade it, which I doubt they ever would. Yeah, we got to get into that. They, yeah. would to- they should totally have Leonardo DiCaprio. A hundred percent agree with you. As I saw it, I'm like, yeah, yes. I 100% agree with you. And I even looked up Orson. You can play that guy, that type of character. Oh, incredibly, yeah. I even looked up Orson Welles looks like Leonardo, and then it finished it for me, because I'm not the only one. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, you know, for modern day actors, Leonardo, I agree. Modern day actors, Leonardo DiCaprio, I mean, the, the guy cannot do wrong. I mean, I was one for years. I said, that guy deserves an Oscar. I mean, the guy could just... Wait, you, you weren't like, oh, Titanic's so lame back in, what, high school? Well, no, Titanic was a shitty movie. <laughs> but he did a really good role I there. I actually liked it. Yeah. I never okay. saw it. No, that's all right. I, I saw know. a review of the yeah. bad cartoon versions with, you know, like the rapping <laughs> dog or the talking mice. Or the squid. Oh, God. Wait, yeah. There was oh. a squid? Yeah. Yes. Oh, we'll fill you in on that later. Yeah. Tentacolino. Yeah. You, oh God, like, it was so bad. If you like terrible cartoons, look up reviews of um, Titanic. Uh, I don't know something like The Legend Continues. Yeah. I don't know. Giant cartoon octopus with a dog nose saves the goddamn Titanic at the end. And I is that the same one with the rapping dog? I don't yeah, know. Uh, no, that was the second one. Yeah. Look up <laughs> shitty Titanic cartoons. Yeah. You'll, you'll, holy crap! You'll find that. All right, so I think we're about time. We're about to wrap this one up. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, yeah. Here, it's um, it's always a pleasure. I mean, or now that we're in the new Fifty Nine Media Studio, we'll definitely be bringing you more. Um, yeah, and you can find us anywhere. Please, if you like this one, please share it with anyone you possibly can. Next week, we do the seventies movie Dolomite by Rudy Ray Moore. Uh, and this Scott one is boom g- mics yeah. <laughs> this one is going to be a blast as always. So then we can give Bob his damn DVD back. After yeah. I don't know how many years. Yeah, yeah. To watch it, he is back, folks. So we'll tell you how that story went when uh, how he came back in our time. He showed up and yeah. That, yeah. That, then we had um, some little mini muff um, cupcakes, birthday cupcakes. Yeah. Yeah, tell there. Follow him at MTTM Bob on uh, Twitter. You can find us, Movie Theater Time Machine on Facebook, MT Time Machine on Twitter, um, and really anywhere else. Um, just find us, just Google us. You can email us. Google us. We would love to hear from you. Our email is movietheatertimemachine at gmail.com. And have yourself a wonderful day, Theater folks. So. With- with the ER. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. Uh, have yourself a wonderful day, folks. Thank you so much for being a part of this journey with us. We couldn't do it without you. Um, hopefully we get as many downloads as we can. Please share us anywhere possible. Be good. Take care of yourselves. But don't be too good. Da-da-da-da-da-da.